0: it's our honor this week to kind of go back and reflect on our conversation with the Hicks family about owning your moves and your relationship. And one of the statements they said that was so powerful to me is that your marriage is always in constant motion. You are either drifting apart or moving closer together. And how true is that really, even in times of stress and uncertainty that we really do need to be able to make sure that we're paying attention to the rhythms and the proximity of our connections with the people we love. And so today we just hope to share some hope with you and be inspired as we pull some points from our conversation with the Hicks family.
1: This is everything, left hands with the heavy rains. I ain't scared of the marriage thing so I ain't scared of the marriage thing Had to share it twice on a mile welcome to the a more excellent way podcast with dr james and nicola hawkins
0: here we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with god and each other in a a more more excellent way
2: way.
1: yeah james like absolutely Uh, that's one of the things that stood out to me as we're talking you know with the hicks family one the level of intentionality that it takes to. Okay, I
0: want to make sure I locate. So what we're talking about when we said so we talked to the Hicks, you can go back if you haven't listened to it, episode 55, yes. owning your moves in relationship.
1: Yes, yeah. definitely. So the level of intentionality it takes to make sure your marriage is moving closer towards each other. And like you said, you know, owning your place, your position in that ma- marriage, and how you're showing up, and so that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about going back and listening to the podcast, and even in the midst of the conversation of, okay, we don't really know X, Y, and Z, so let's read a book, let's go to a seminar, let's pray about it, let's talk about it, you know.
0: And what I like that they also said in that that I thought was good, and that they shared with us, is that they were willing to go to counseling.
1: Yes.
0: Mm. Uh, One thing that really hit me that was special about what they did is that most couples never know the dance that that they get caught in. What do
1: you mean by dance, James? Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) It's we're always dancing with each other. Kind of when Alvin shared, you know, that your marriage is always in constant motion. Mm -hmm. We're always dancing together. Mm -hmm. The question really becomes, are we dancing together? Are we dancing away from each other? Are we dancing in a way we're stepping on each other's toes? Mm -hmm.
1: Uh,
0: Are we dancing to the same music?
1: Right. That's important. uh,
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, but what they did a good job of was recognizing the dance where they really got stuck in a, what we kind of, in counseling, we call a negative pattern of interaction. Okay. Where Trish recognized for her was this place where it's like she would want to connect with Alvin. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes in her effort, in her best efforts to try and do that, she recognized and she owned that sometimes the way she came across could trigger his him to put up his walls yeah and she would try to to share because she felt like there was something we need to talk about we need to work through this but i want to recognize that i i I don't want to trigger your walls but we need to talk about this alvin was able to own that he does put these walls up and that he walls off and he was able to own that part of that what he needed to do in that place. And both of them kind of said it in different ways. Oh yeah, yeah. They had to guard their way that they see each other because the way that they see each other or perceive each other will already kind of cue up the music to the dance or mm-hmm. get their emotions going, which mm-hmm. the emotions are the music mm-hmm. of the dance because emotions move us. And you know, I know we as times as believers can have different thoughts and feelings about emotions. But you just think about any argument you have or whatever. And it's going to be the the feelings that you have that's going to really affect how you move in that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just really appreciate it. And what got me in that was not just they knew their dance, because many couples, they don't even know their dance. It's always happening to them and they can never, it is so hard for them because it happens so fast, so unconsciously and it gets frustrating because even what they wanted to address, they can't address. Because once that dance gets going and they can't catch the music and they can't get in sync with each other. It just that becomes frustrating and defeating, and I feel like a hopeless feeling. Mm. But what I love mm. is they owned it. Like for in one part of it, Trish was like, "I can't change him, and it's not my job to really try and change him. But yeah. I do have control over is the way I engage.
1: Right, right, definitely that she's like, okay, I had to recognize, you know, all right, my approach wasn't always always the best, you know? And so that was, I think is a beauty and recognized even as a, you know, as a wife, you know, um, and if we are talking about relationship in general, I got to recognize and, and respond to how I'm showing up and what, what approach I'm using, you know, we're spending a lot of one-on-one time, direct contact time, you know, with our kids right now. And even today, you know, recognizing like, okay, all right, what's the end result I want here? And how, how do I switch where my brain, you're talking about this dance, you know, um, and the music queuing up, you know, when they're fighting, what, what does my brain start doing? It's speeding up, it's moving fast, quick, fix it, you know, but can I catch that and slow it down in the end? I want them to keep playing well together. You know, how can I choose words that's going to encourage that instead of shutting them down and having them go in separate areas, you know, or moving away from each other. And so just tying that back, our approach matters. Um, one of the things you talked about is that recognizing about the change, you know, so something she said, you know, some things are going to change and other things are not going to change, you know, and just being able to like, accept that about your spouse, you know, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing so that you're not, trying to push for them mm-hmm. to change a certain maybe trait or characteristics about them. You accept each other for who you are and where you are and change what may because of the interests of your spouse. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think one of the lines she said that goes along with that to me was when she was talking about, so she questions herself and this is a question that she would ask herself, am I doing what I can to help my spouse feel loved and cared for? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that, I mean that's so hard in the moment, but that was a that's a transformative question because we could always point the finger. And I like what you did, Nicola. Their conversation focused a lot on marriage, but yeah. I liked how you expanded it out. It's almost the same type principle for definitely parenting, mm-hmm. um, but also like workplace stuff Work and that. But right yeah. now, we do want to focus on that because. You know, we usually don't talk about everything that's going on in culture uh, on this podcast because we want like in podcasts, we leave it evergreen. But this is during the COVID crisis or coronavirus uh, outbreak, right? Mm -hmm. The level of intentionality and stress that's being put on relationships right now. This is bringing out for some couples things that are are unresolved and being pressed on in how they handle these places because there's this underlying anxiety going on Mm -hmm. and it's causing tension so let me just give a story so, well, can I give a good example real mm-hmm. quick so even like you I didn't even notice it was happening to me I mm-hmm. was already kind of go, pulling inward not necessarily pulling away from you but you could tell there was a lot that I was feeling and going through true mm-hmm. and you and you just said a statement to me like you know I'm just concerned that I'm not going to know what's going on with you and I don't know if you said until just,
2: it's
1: too late or something yeah, you did like say that. that wow that okay. was,
0: feels dramatic now <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a good point. And I was like, okay, nope, you can't do that this way, James. You've mm-hmm. been in these places before. You can't do that.
1: And that's the dance, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about, because sometimes it can be like well, a dance, what Your music, but it's a pattern or habits or ways that we live and move with each other yeah. that we can recognize Let me make that more where you're at.
0: So the, like, so the dance that on their podcast, that was beautiful that they, they put in down. And I think I might've said it, but. Trish would recognize she has a need or something that she wants to address with Alvin. So it's that classic, hey, we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Alvin would hear that or hear some phrase or something and he would get triggered. It would automatically bring up his wall, which would then block her out, which then would trigger her to want to pursue and would go move more for more connection. And the more she would kind of up the ante, in a way of whether whether however that is she, they didn't really uh, discuss all of that but the more she would go into this pursuit that would trigger him more and then they would just get stuck in that and there would be this frustrating loop
1: mm-hmm. where mm-hmm.
0: neither one of them gets their needs for safety because that's another thing they really talked about in the podcast
1: creating a safe
0: creating yeah. a sense of safety and i know that sounds vague but it is this sense of hey it's okay for you to bring who you are forward and it's exactly. to share who yeah. you are and we are different and we go about it differently. We see the world differently. We have different habits, but you are welcome here. You are open to be you here. I want to hear from you here in this place. Yeah, You can share and I'll respond. It makes me go back to that kind of the points we've done in another podcast. It's an ARE relationship. We are both accessible. We're both responsive to each other. and We're both emotionally engaged with each other. Mm-hmm. That's the characteristic of safety in marriage, really.
1: Forming, yeah, that they use the term, that sense of oneness, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're driving more towards each other and attaching and connecting, deepening your relationship. But yeah, definitely it it stood out. Again, the the intentionality surrounding there, like what outcome do we want in our marriage, in our relationship? And then going in that direction.
0: No, that is huge, Nicola, because what you want should definitely be what guides what you do. So if all you want to do is be right, then you can say whatever you want (laughs) and and you can say it however you want. If all you're concerned is about proving your point.
1: That's right.
0: If I'm not really concerned about us having a felt sense of safety, a sense of closeness, a sense of mutual respect and love, uh, support, then I don't have to worry about my tone of voice. The words I phrase making you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I really want us to feel close and to feel both feel honored and understood, then th- that hopefully should guide, like I got to make the right choice here. And that's a right, well, I'm going to yeah. make a choice that facilitates right. us connecting with each other, right. which is where I think was beautiful and what Trish did. I'm And we're kind of, we keep bragging on this couple, but what they really did, and this is me being the counselor yeah. over here, <laughs> the things they were talking about are how I call high level moves Like they showed a lot of maturity that they've studied their process. They've done their work. They don't have to be afraid of conflict. We talked about that one time that they can be in a state of attunement. We all want to be close and feel like we're on the same page emotionally and cognitively and with our goals. But they don't have to be afraid of disconnection because in disconnection, they know we've got some moves here. One, they know how they dance. They know how each of them moves and they made space for that. And also, too, we don't want to just say that they're all great by themselves. They also make room for God to be a part of their marriage yeah. through prayer and seeking him. And it's not just them being like good behaving Christians checking a box. No, God is, is real, moving and living. And they can talk to him about what they're feeling in their heart, where they're struggling. They can mm-hmm. confess to him and he responds back to them right. and gives them guidance and, and, and shapes their heart. Mm -hmm. which is beautiful, you know, it's a triune bond in their marriage, uh, Mm -hmm. with them and with God, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. there's just so many things. And then they were able to like, for her to say on there, like, even though when he pulls away or he walls off, I don't like how that feels, but her being able to validate that, even the thing that can frustrate her, she can validate that Or, or him being able to validate when he said something to the effect of, him guarding his perception of recognizing she was really there to help him grow, not to tear him down.
1: Oh yeah. That was good.
0: Because you, yeah. couples can get so stuck on the, on that withdrawals, how we call it sometimes of it's just going to blow up. You're just going to criticize me, telling me I'm not good enough. And I'm going to be a disappointment to you. And we want to guard against that. And then that automatically puts up the walls. Yeah. But he was willing to say, wait a minute, she's not trying to tear me down. She's not trying to do this. I don't need to put those walls up with her.
2: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: She's safe. We're safe. It's okay.
1: Yeah, that definitely goes back to one of the first things they talk, you know, uh, talked about was a sense of assuming positive intent instead of saying, well, they they meant to. It's like, well, maybe maybe they forgot, you know, maybe my spouse forgot about this thing, which is changes the tone in the conversation. Mm -hmm. We already kind of touch touch on that. What outcome do you want? All right. Then you can speak accordingly, too. And one of the things that I kind of want to say, too, is if you recognize yourself in the midst of where you just blurted out something because it's extra stressful right now. Mm. <laughs> go on ahead and catch that. And, and with humility in your own heart, uh, rectify that with the Lord and go back towards your spouse. You know, the beauty of it is that sense of, you know what? I missed the mark. I missed this. I, I I was I was wrong. Did something wrong against you, and so I can apologize, confess, repent. What you know, whichever avenue you go with that, and turn towards each other. And there's repair, a do-over, try again. You know. So just wanted to kind of say that it's not like ah, oh, I got it wrong. Let me just avoid trying. Anything good, you know, sometimes we can beat up on ourselves, you know, and say, Man, that you know, I done messed up and just kind of sit in that space. But just to encourage you, if you recognize this time is extra stressful, you may find yourself saying or doing something a little bit more on the left field, <laughs> you know, separate from your normal sense of self as you're trying to uphold your additional responsibilities and figure out how to work from home or, you know, school your child from home, whichever it, maybe you're in your spouse. Sometimes you have those extra eight hours to avoid some of the conflicts, you know? And so now it's just like, you can see more things coming, you know, or more areas of your life that you probably hadn't had time to work through. Now it's like pressed upon each other. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think assuming positive intent, you can always approach and say, Hey, did you mean for it's come off this way. Did you mean for it to say that? And that kind of branches out into more conversation or dialogue Mm. to get to the outcome that y'all want for your, for your relationship.
0: That's good. So you may say, you're talking about this couple, and they sound like rock stars because they really are. But you, I want you to know, like, <laughs> but,
1: but they'll tell you they, you know, they have their yeah. um, own hiccups and yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah. But they're and intentional. I'm, I'm not saying they're rock yeah. stars
0: because, like, you know, sometimes when in marriage or any relationship, whether it's friendships, parenting, you know, we want to label those strong relationships as the ones that don't have conflict, and that's just not true.
1: That's not uh, true. <laughs> right. I guess
0: why I just like I'm moved by them is just seeing the work they did. Yeah. To be yeah. where they are and how close that makes them feel and, mm-hmm. and how they just stay on top of it. Like you said, mm-hmm. they don't just treat their marriage bond. Either you're, you're taking care of it and caring for it and it's growing
2: mm-hmm.
0: or you're neglecting it. And it could be kind of getting weaker in a way. And every marriage bond has to go through those moments. I mean, we go through those moments when we take business trips, we go through those moments, even when we separate through the day.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then we reunify. But we do things to help bolster that, whether it's time off together, whether it's Sunday service together. Right. Uh, we mm-hmm. we need those moments where we, we re-engage. And kind of those rhythms can kind of really help us. But definitely, once again, we are in that season that's historic right now mm-hmm. where our bonds are being tested in a new and different way. To
1: feel like too much engagement.
0: It, it could. It could <laughs> at times, you know, because then you don't get that kind of space to kind of let certain moments die down. It's like we're... Now we really got to do something about it, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, but anyway, just once again, this couple studied their process of what's happening in the moments when we're getting stuck. How are we dancing? What are the moves we're making when we when we get off track? Okay, you know what? We need some help. Let's go call a the therapist. Let's talk to a friend. Let's read some books. Let's go to a marriage enrichment so we can learn right. how to right. dance together. Um, and they've done a very fine job of that, and you can too. You can do that with your kids. We're having to navigate what that looks like with our kids Mm -hmm. um, constantly. What does it mean to dance with that one baby girl that was once our firstborn? And so just a little baby to now it's she's a teenager with her thoughts and her feelings. And it's not that I told you so you can say it if you want as a parent, you can say that. And there's a place for that. And then she wants, she's wanting to understand she's thinking at a higher level and ah, she's yeah. wanting to All make the it
1: process. Yeah. And, mm-hmm.
0: It's like, do I just want you, you know, and there's times, do I just want you to obey me or do I want you to learn from me? There's so much there, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but definitely. I have to study my process with each one of my kids too. Oh my
1: goodness. Many of
0: you are probably figuring <laughs> that out right now. Each kid responds to different stimuli and each kid is comforted in a different way. Uh-huh. Each kid is triggered by each parent's personality in a different uh, way.
1: If, if it's multiple siblings, That's the right. first sibling yeah. <laughs> triggers and uh, yeah, differences feel like a chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> you turn to you turn to one, you're like, oh yeah, intellectual, and uh, the other one is just coming at you. Wow, you're like, okay, uh, just <laughs> redirect you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh goodness.
0: All right. So let's start thinking about excellent points and practical takeaways. So here's what I want to kind of give you to think about this and make it practical for you. I want you to learn your dance. How do you dance with your partner? In moments when the emotional temp of the relationship changes, maybe there is some conflict on board or something's happened. There's some type of distress, whether it's through separation or you just get you just get triggered in your emotions. Let's say that. You know, are you the person like, hey, there's an issue. Let's talk about it. Let's do this. You hurt Nicole and Trish definitely celebrating on that one. <laughs> right. That's going to be the person that tends to maybe push. Encourage, yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying in a negative way. Challenge, I mean, because I say it a goals. Moment. There you go, Nicole, <laughs> Do you you can tell which one of these Nicola's going to be already
1: a heavier, lean, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. heavier,
0: lean one. <laughs> and so that person that pushes, it's like there's an issue here. We need to take care of it so we can all be okay.
2: But mm-hmm.
0: then you all you also have the other style in that dance, other position in that dance is um withdraw. The person who w- wants to say hey. There's a problem here. Things are going to blow up. It's going to get out of control. Let's just let things kind of calm down and let's come back to it later.
1: Matter of fact, everything looks good to me.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They will definitely want to like with other person might be pointing out what we can you could say is a negative. They're going to want to say, well, but what about this positive?
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> right. Um, And both in that saying like every there could be a that kind of push, push that withdraw, withdraw. But the most common pattern we see in relationships is like this kind of this pushing of push and withdraw, push and avoid is what we call it sometimes. And, but when you recognize, Hey, there are good reasons for why I take the move I want, whether it's to make sure we address things or to keep things from getting too out of control, but you also need to be able to recognize, like, how does the move I make, how does it impact my partner?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the part I, th- I saw that Trish that and Alvin really, did so well. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be something you're doing because it's something you see you want, you need, and it's probably is good for the relationship also recognize how the move you make impacts your partner
2: mm-hmm.
0: and their feeling of safety. So recognizing your moves in the dance, what position you take, whether you are that person that's going to push, that person who's going to try to avoid, recognizing the pros and cons of that. There are, there's good reasons for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ask someone to give up their move if they've got nothing left. I heard one of my mentors, he said that like, it's a powerful question he uses with couples. And if you gave up that move, then what would you have left? If you couldn't push, where would that leave you? If you couldn't if you couldn't avoid or if you couldn't withdraw, then what would happen? Where wow. would that leave you? It's a powerful thing that to think is, about.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so there's that. But then what I want people to be able to do, this is where it's, it's big to let you know. And if you can't do it, it's okay. Because in therapy, it's like the thing we know when couples are de-escalated. So I'm not going to tell you to go do it right away. But could you look at your partner and be able to say, you know what? When you avoid, that's scary for me because it feels like we're never going to solve anything. Like our relationship will die when, you, when we pull away. But I can understand why you pull away. You pull away because it's your way of trying to keep things safe, keep things from getting out of control. And so that makes sense to me. And you might even know their story. Like, and this is what you've had to learn to do in your life. And so even now, when things happen between us, that's the, mo- that's the only move you got. And I get it. That makes sense to me. Or the other way, you know, when you push and when you get angry, it's not that you're trying to destroy me or tear me down. It's just that your anger is your hope, your hope that things can be addressed, that things can change, that we can actually be in a good place. And I appreciate you pushing because if you didn't push, yeah, I mean, you would be afraid that you'd just be left with nothing, nothing at all, and it would die. So I thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, you you do (laughs) Uh, yeah I should have made you say the part for me then I didn't know you were going (laughs) to yeah so but that's what when I think that's why I labeled that podcast Nicola owning your moves that's just what I kept hearing yeah Um, they
1: did a phenomenal job not owning your
0: moves like negative but like but then for you to be able to say oh this is why when the anger comes up, this is what happens. Or this is why I tend to do this. This mm-hmm. is why I do that. And because when we do that and we can see our moves, when we follow our moves and relationship and our emotions, it leads us back to those needs and that vulnerability.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's good. I just had a bunch of scriptures. <laughs> oh
2: gosh!
0: Here we go. But how about you do that for us, honey? How about you drop some scriptural knowledge on
2: it?
1: Um, just as we talked, um, I just kind of jotted down a couple um, scriptures when we talked about assuming positive intentions. and made me picture Philippines four eight, where it talk about finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, you know, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things and so just really i mean when we can think about hey these are the things that i desire this is the good that's there i mean they talk about gratitude and how good that is in the body and uh, and when you're connecting with someone else you know and so um the scripture just affirms that that much more i think you know Um, when they talk about, am I doing what I can do to help my spouse feel loved and be cared for, um, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you Ephesians 4 32 and the sense of owning our parts, you know, recognizing where we are and the things that we're longing for and needing, um, and being able to show up and really say these things and um and uh, and at the same time I think honoring your spouse in 1st Corinthians 13 6 and 7 it says love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always hopes or always trusts always hopes and always perseveres and i think this is one of those things you know you knowing the end outcome of this is the kind of marriage that we want I don't need to hide. I don't need to pretend like there's not a need there. I need to be aware of it Um, at the same time. Bring that to my spouse. I need to be aware of uh, studying who my spouse is and kind of listen, open up to hearing them, hearing their needs, hearing their longings so that we can come together again. I'll tell you, (laughs) you know, our marriage is not just of our own, you know, as believers, we're following after Christ and being a light um, and, um, letting them be seen through the love that we have for each other. So, um, I just trust that this has, um, brought you some life, light, hope, truth, and that it will allow you and your spouse to go about your relationship with God and each other in a more excellent way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at a more excel way and check out our website at a more Relationship.com. Visit klrc.com to learn more about the more excellent way.